There's a famous story that the theologian Matthew Henry was once robbed. And after he was robbed, someone asked him about that. And he gave the following response. He says, I am thankful that I've never been robbed before. I'm thankful that although he took my wallet, he did not take my life. I am thankful that though he took all I had, it was not much. And I am thankful that I was robbed and not the one doing the robbing. Matthew Henry's words and writings are well known amongst theologians, but it was his actions, his response, his attitude toward a bad situation that reflected the deepness of his theology. It was shown in his response. You and I will face challenges, obstacles, trials, and difficulties. Um, If you haven't faced any this year, then you haven't been paying attention. Those things are not optional, but what is always in question is how you will respond. What choice will you make? In the face of adversity, in the face of trial, what will your attitude be? Today, are you complaining at the cold, cold wind? Or are you thankful for warm buildings? You see, it's a matter of perspective. It's a choice. It's it's a manner of living. And these are the things which God calls us to. Today will be our last in the series I'm calling No Matter What. The things that God expects us to be no matter what. We're called in many things to have an attitude of gratitude. God has these expectations of us. We've already talked about them. Rejoice always. Pray continually. And today's is 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 18. If you're following along in your Bibles, and I'm so grateful for those of you who do. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 Give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Someone once said, I do not know who said it, I could not track it down. It probably means that Abraham Lincoln said it. Someone once said that life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you respond. Isn't that interesting how two different people can go through the very same trial and come through it with very different responses? You and I have a choice. Every circumstance of our lives is an opportunity to choose gratitude and thankfulness. Sometimes that's easy. Sometimes it's easy to be thankful and grateful when times are good, when the bonus comes in, when the promotion is there, when everyone is healthy. It's easy to be grateful, and we should be. I'm not saying we shouldn't, but that's not when gratitude is tested. God desires us to be thankful when we receive the pink slip. He wants us to be grateful when you get the diagnosis for cancer. He wants us to have graciousness in our hearts when things are not going well. 
God desires his people choose gratitude in all times and all situations and all circumstances. 2020, I think, has sort of gotten a bad rap. Even in the challenges of 2020, you get to choose what kind of year 2020 was for you. It's entirely up to you. You see, everyone goes through the same adversity, but few choose to respond with gratitude and thankfulness. Of course, we know about the great market crash nearly 100 years ago, and it affected many people. But but far fewer are the stories that you hear of men and women who chose in adversity to rise up. And many great fortunes were established in that time. Because they chose an attitude that saw the perspective of having something to be grateful for. So let's ask, a hundred years later, let's ask the question, how did you see 2020? How are you seeing 2020? Did all the restaurants shut down? Or did all the dining room tables open up for family dinner time again? Did the class of 2020 suffer like no other class has ever suffered before? Or did the class of 2020 get uniquely honored in a way that no other class has been honored before? Were church buildings closed on site? Or did churches learn how to reach the masses online? Did God lend an obstacle, or did he give us a great opportunity to bring light into a place that very much needed it? Did everything get shut down, or were your calendars opened up? Remember back in 2019 when you were so, so busy, and you wished you just had a little more time? What if 2020 was simply God answering that prayer? Did you thank him for that? Did you thank him for all the time that you've been given with your family and to to build relationships and and to invest in yourself? Did you do any of that or did you just complain that things were not like they used to be? 2020 is the year of obstacles or it is the year of opportunities. It all depends on your attitude. You can choose to follow Matthew Henry's example and the, the, the command from Scripture that we give thanks in all circumstances. When you read through the story of the Scriptures from the Old Testament specifically, but not also in, also in the New, you see nearly every character that was used in God's story chose gratitude despite their circumstances. Let's look at a few, okay? Turn to the book of Job. The book of Job, probably a a, a well-known story of a man who endured suffering and lost everything. There in that first chapter, he lost it all. I mean, wealth and family and just everything that you could imagine that would make life a blessing, he lost it. But what did he do? What does the scripture tell us that he does in Job chapter 1, verses 20 and 21? And this is after the the, the final announcement of losing everything. And the scripture reads this way. Job arose and tore his robe, which is a sign of mourning. And he shaved his head, which is another sign of mourning. And he fell on the ground and worshipped. 
And he said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I shall return. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You see, Job was an example of thanksgiving and worship in, in spite of trials and adversity. Now, some of you sitting in the pews that I'm looking at know what it means to have had a loss, to have lost a parent and continue to worship, to have lost a child and continue to worship, to have lost a breast and continue to worship, to have lost... Your blessing did not stop you from praising the blesser. This is Job's example. Daniel, if you're following along, turn to the book of Daniel, chapter 2. Daniel praised the Lord, and yet he was in captivity in Babylon. And God, while... Daniel was in captivity, God had granted him the ability to interpret King Nebuchadnezzar's dream. And, and despite this very strange, difficult, trying circumstance, what did Daniel say? Verse 23 of Daniel chapter 2, To you, O God, I give thanks and praise, for you have given me wisdom and might. And Daniel was blessed, but he knew that his blessings, even in adversity, came from the blesser. And he never forgot that. And I think that's important for us to remember as well. Turn to Luke chapter 1. Let's look at a feminine hero by the name of Mary, or in some translations, Miriam. This young, probably teenage girl, a virgin, pure, chaste, was told that she was going to give birth to a child, no ordinary child, mind you, the promised child, the Messiah, the Savior, the King, the Ruler, the Potentate, the Master. And yet at the heart of the story is a young girl who is told that she will have a lot of explaining to do over the next nine months. And she will not be able to answer those questions with adequacy. In normal ways. She knows that as people see that ever-growing bump, they're going to preemptively judge her and assume things that Mary did that Mary didn't do. Now look at what Mary's response is to being told that she would be the holy vessel for the promised Messiah. In fact, there's a whole song that she sings. We call it the Magnificat. My soul, this is verse one, uh, chapter 1 verse 46, my soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior, for he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. She chose in that attitude to accept the blessing of God, even though she didn't fully understand it. Gratitude, praise, and thanksgiving in their story was a choice. My question is, will it be in ours? Will you choose to be thankful in your story when things don't go exactly as you expected? Ingratitude is the field where the enemy plants his most noxious of weeds. 
Ingratitude is the field where the enemy places his most obnoxious weeds. We have to think of this from a spiritual level. I found this quote. The time between suffering and thanksgiving is when the devil truly attacks our thoughts. He may begin by saying, if God really loved you, you would not have to go through this. The truth is, we'll have problems if we're believers. But we'll have problems if we're non-believers. But as believers, we also have victories. As believers in Christ, we can have peace in the midst of the storm, an anchor and a calm, though the boat nearly capsizes. We can enjoy our lives during hardships because we know that God is working on our half to bring deliverance. You ever been there? You ever been in the face of, in the face of adversity, in a trial, in the middle of the storm, in the boat, and you're crying out as the disciples did, Lord, save us! Don't you care if we drown? And God says, Peace. Be still. God rescued Israel from Egypt. But you know, the thing he could not do was remove Egypt from Israel. They feared they were going to die as God brought them to the Red Sea. Were there no cemeteries in Egypt that you had to bring us out here to die? And even after God brought them through, what was their attitude? I mean, I, I sort of imagine that they were walking through the Red Sea, follow me, walking through the Red Sea and thinking, you know, this, this is, I really wish God would have paved this path. Can you believe it? I mean, have you ever been like that? You think of what God has rescued you from and sometimes we are complaining about the very littlest of things. They griped about the water. They griped about the weather. They griped about their circumstances. They griped about the food. And when God gave them food, they griped that it wasn't good enough. They griped about their leadership. And do you know what? They died in the desert. They never made it to the promised land. Because while they had been freed from Egypt, they were forever enslaved in the desert of ingratitude. Gratitude means more than you know. Let me ask you, which leper are you? Luke chapter 17, the good doctor tells us the story of the great physician who healed ten lepers. And I would use it with both hands, but I dropped my Bible. So, ten lepers. And how many of them returned to say thank you? Just one. This is a lesson of that story. There are a multitude of lessons, but I think there's one very important one, and that is be the one. Be the 10%. This morning in worship, did you praise a God who delivered you from your sin? Did you praise a God who rescued you from eternal hell? Did you praise a God who's given you every spiritual blessing in Christ? You don't have to do that in lovely, theological, flowery language. You can just simply make it two simple words. Thank you. 
thank you? Did you tell God thank you for all that he has done and for all that he's going to do? For all that he's promised, all that he is, is all that will carry us through. I know Steve is going through Romans, and in Romans chapter 1, Paul lays out the case of ungodliness, and he, he, he lists all of the sins, and he talks very specifically about not even the sins, but those who give approval to those doing the sins, and, and the tragedy with that. But there's this one tucked away at the very end of the chapter, it's verse 21, if you're caring to follow along, Romans chapter 1. For although they knew God, they knew God, they did not honor Him as God or give thanks to Him. Thanksgiving is not simply a holiday in November. Thanksgiving for the Christian is a lifestyle, it's a manner of the traveling, it's a, it's a way of living and walking and breathing. Every, every breath of ours should pour out praise to the one who gave it to us. Gratitude, you see, allows us to experience life as what it is, a gift. Send happy birthday messages to people I'm connected with on Facebook. I'll say happy birthday today. Usually my question is, how are you celebrating today? Now sometimes I get people tell me how oh, they celebrate. They went to dinner or they had a party or had some friends over. Uh, some people will say no celebration, nothing to celebrate. And I think, how sad. You have breath in your lungs you have vision in your eyes. You have a working mind. There's going to be a someday when you come to the end of your life and realize how ungrateful you were for the fleeting passing moments that you didn't take time to celebrate and to give thanks to Him. Romans 1 continues, But they became futile in their thinking. And their foolish hearts were darkened. You see, ingratitude is a real spiritual problem. It's not just one of those things, oh, it's nice to do and say thank you and all that. There's a spiritual element. The enemy is working for the ground of your mind and your heart. And you can protect that mind and that heart by having more graciousness and gratitude and thankfulness in your life. Gratitude allows us to experience life as a gift. It liberates you from prison, from the prison of yourself. Do you see the sunset or do you only see how dirty the window is? Is the glass half empty or is it half full? Do you complain that the roses have thorns, or are you grateful that God created thorns with roses? Is your heart full of fear, or is it full of faith? Do you complain about the construction, or are you grateful they are fixing the roads? Is your mouth filled with gratitude, or is it filled with gossip and complaining? Do you focus on the problems, or do you see the possibilities? Are you continually grateful or are you constantly griping? Do you think take things for granted or do you take them with gratitude? 
Another way to think about it, and maybe I've asked this question before, what if you woke up tomorrow morning and had only the things you thanked God for today? Would you be cold? Would you be hungry? Would you be homeless? Would you be lonely? Would you be naked? Would you even have a bed? Would you even be alive? Remember how blessed you are to be alive. That's 2020. I don't care. God made you for such a time as this. Don't let generations look upon such a time as this and have found you being a complaining, griping, whining, small-minded person with no faith in God. But instead, let your heart be filled with gratitude that He's given you the gift of life. Remember how blessed you are to be alive, to be breathing and walking and talking and have your vision and to have clean water and and rooms full of food in your house and and electrical boxes that keep that food at the right temperature and be able to sleep and to wake up. In America, in America today, we should be the most thankful, grateful of all people. We have to dream up problems to worry about. There are people all over the world who wish they had the problems that we have. May we fill our hearts with gratitude and thankfulness. If you don't know what to say to God, if you bow your head in prayer and you struggle for the words, you're not eloquent, you don't have the the tongue of Brian Middleton, you don't have the, 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 the wisdom to say the words in the right way, just say thank you. It shows your gratitude, your trust, and... Ultimately, your humility. Gratitude acknowledges that God is good even when your life isn't. And even if your life isn't, and even when circumstances aren't ideal, God is still good. God hasn't forgot you. This is why scriptures say again and again, orient your attitude toward God, to the blesser instead of the blessing. This was the example of Job. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His steadfast love endures forever. From the New Testament, Colossians chapter 3. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in one body, and be thankful. Whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father Through Him. If you don't know what to say to other people, try saying the same words. Thank you. It shows your consideration. It shows your thoughtfulness. Remember, the Apostle Paul wrote to the church at Philippi, chapter 1, verse 3, I thank my God Every time I remember you. We know from the book of Romans that Paul was so grateful for so many of the Christians. He filled a full chapter full of the people he was grateful for and thankful for. Have you ever taken the time 
to thank the people who are in your story, who worked in your story in some way, small or large. Did you thank them? Did you tell them? Mature Christians will grow more grateful and appreciative as they journey along. Now, notice I said mature Christians. I did not say old Christians. There are some very mature Christians who are very young, and there are very some immature Christians who are very old. Mature Christians grow more grateful and more appreciative. I was messaging back and forth with David Lawrence. Some of you will recognize that name. David Lawrence used to attend here at Northside, was, was on the original Know Your Bible panel with Steve and Lewis. And I was messaging, I never knew David personally, I just he's kind of legend in that way, but... But I was asking him, he just recently retired, and I asked him how he was adjusting to retirement. That's not an easy adjustment. We went back and forth, and and he said something that I thought was so wise, I asked if I could have permission to share this morning, and he granted that. I'll read it to you. I've thought about your question, and the answer seems to be not so much a matter of adjustment to each new stage in my life, but a matter of increasingly, as I get older, looking back and seeing and remembering where God has brought me. Thus, everywhere He has led me, and for everything He has enabled me to do, I am simply grateful. I love that. I never knew David personally, but... I appreciate his mature spirit in Christ. That's the way we all should be. Let me ask you a question. Let me make it personal and actionable. Have you ever told Ernie Stevens, thank you for getting here a couple of hours early and being the last person to leave? Or do you just expect that when you come to the building, it'll be unlocked and the lights will be on, the temperature will be set, Do you just expect that to be done or did you ever give thought and thanks and show some gratitude to the one who helped make that happen? Did you ever say thank you to the Cacheros and Drew Lowry and the Holtz and the McCubbins for making all of that north side, outside and the streaming and the audio visual, all of that just run? Did you ever say a word of gratitude to them? Not that they expected, they didn't ask me to say this. Did you ever sit down and pen a note and just tell them thank you? Or did you just flip it on and expect it to be on? Did the only time the church hear from you when the, when the streaming wasn't working? Are you, are, you, are you grateful and appreciative for the things that are? Or are you always griping and complaining for the things that are not? It gets personal. It gets hard. Do you, do you ever express gratitude to Norma Banning and Ginny Martin? For your kids being able to have a class? Are you just waiting for somebody to take the kids for an hour so you can run and get coffee at McDonald's and maybe sneak in the back door during class? Oh, I just stepped on your toes there, didn't I? See, that's where gratitude becomes real. Did you ever say thank you? Did you ever tell our worship leaders, Mark and Brent and Jace and others, thank you? 
for preparing. You know, these guys spend a lot of time working through what I'm talking about, making that all work together, thinking about the flow and the order and, and, and figuring out all of the logistics and, and making that happen? Or, or did, you just, did you just complain? You know, they didn't sing that song that I really love, and they haven't sung it in three and a half months, and I, I really wish they would sing my song again. Did you ever say thank you to the shepherds? for leading and making hard decisions in a time when there is no precedent for these decisions. And no matter what decisions they make, someone will be unhappy. Did you ever take the time to write them a letter or, or just personally go up to them and tell them? I would love today for every single shepherd to have this experience. I hope you go up to them and say, let me talk to you. Now, now the shepherds get that every Sunday. Come on, let, me, let me talk to you. And then when they're all braced for for criticism and, and, and what, who's unhappy now. Put a big old smile on your face and say thank you. For doing what you do. Fearlessly and faithfully. And courageously. They don't do it because I asked them to do it. I just want our congregation to be a people of gratitude. One of the most powerful weapons in your spiritual arsenal is simply this. The humble thank you card. You get one of these? I hope that you do. But if you haven't, that's okay. I hope you send a bunch of them. And I hope you tell the people in your life that matter. Thank you. How powerful that is and how missing from our world it is. And we say thank you more often to one another, but most of all, to Him. Every moment of life from Him is a gift. So here's your homework this week. Your homework is simply this. Before you leave today, I want you to tell someone thank you. And I'll just take it a little outside the, the box here. Can't be somebody that you came with, okay? Now, we've got bouncers at the door. We're not letting you leave until you tell... No, I'm kidding, but I hope that you'll take it seriously. I hope that you'll tell someone, thank you. And if you're really good, you'll tell them what you're thankful for. Not just something that they do, but even better, something that they are. And if you want to take it to the next level, I'll challenge you to this Thursday. We're going to call it Thank You Thursday. And I want to challenge you to go sometime between now and Thursday, if you don't have some Thank You stationery, and, and get a box of stationery and spend one hour writing notes to people that you've thought for a long time, I really ought to tell them thank you, but I never have taken the time to do it. I got, I got a couple of thank you notes this week just from a couple of people. Patricia Middleton sent me a thank you note, and, and I appreciate that. that. She don't know how that brightened my day to receive a little card to say a note of appreciation. Emlyn Edwards sent me a thank you note. You know how it brightened my day to see Emlyn's name on the card to say thank you. These are simple acts. I don't know how long it took Patricia and Emlyn to write those cards. Maybe just a few minutes. But I'll go for two weeks. 
on the encouragement that these cards have brought. May we be that, maybe not just expect that. Final story, and then we'll close. Many years ago, probably around uh, 14 years ago, Tyler was a baby. And uh, the thing at that time was to teach your babies sign language, right? Before they learned to talk, it was kind of a cool thing. Maybe, maybe some parents in here have done that. It's kind of an interesting thing. Babies can learn the visual cues. And so we teach them some, some basic things, things like please and thank you and more. And so Tyler, when he was sitting, uh, we would teach him the, the, the sign language for thank you. How many of you know the sign language for thank you? Okay. I know Suzanne does. What is it? Right. This is thank you. Okay. Thank you. And so we would teach him whenever we would give him something, and we would say, thank you, thank you. And then he would begin to repeat that, and then we would say, you're welcome. What's the sign language for you're welcome? Right. It's kind of like this. I'm doing it all wrong, I'm sure. But it's been 14 years. But we would respond with, you're welcome. You're welcome. And so after every time we give him a little snack, he'd say, thank you. Now, he didn't say it. He'd just go, Hmm? Hmm? Before he learned how to talk, he learned to say, hmm, which was thank you. It got to actually be kind of funny because he, he, he would do this until we would say, you're welcome. So he would sit there at the table go, hmm? 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 And I remember that. And the reason I tell that for the final story is not to brag on Tyler, but to remind all of you. I hope your life is mm, 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 mm. I hope every word that you, that you breathe, every breath that you breathe, every word that you say is permeated in gratitude and filled with graciousness toward your Father. May we not forget to give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. And of course, that's the reason for it all. That's the reason we're eternally grateful and every day grateful because we realize every gift, every moment is a blessing. This morning, if you are not in Christ, I want to open to you an invitation to respond to the gospel of the good news of Jesus Christ. To simply respond, not because you're earning your salvation, but because God's presented you an opportunity to take hold of salvation. He said, if you'll simply believe and be baptized, be immersed in the water for the forgiveness of your sins, you can be a follower of Jesus. If you haven't done that and you're ready to do that, we have a couple of shepherds, Craig Greenwood and Doug Wagner will be at the back and and there may be some others. And you can go straight to the back during this next song. And uh, they'll talk to you and, and make those arrangements and we'll, we'll make sure it happens today, this very moment. And maybe your life has been filled with ingratitude. Maybe it just hasn't been. You, you haven't taken the opportunities. You've been more gripey than you have ingratitude. And maybe you need to repent in a public way. We're glad to help you with that as well. Go see Craig or Doug at the back of this next song and they'll, they'll help you. And they'll pray with you. And if need be in a public way, they'll pray for you. If you have any need this morning, uh, may we respond to that need now and may our lives be filled with gratitude toward him.
Whatever the need is, let's sing.